Hello angels, welcome back to the many versions of you. I'm your host Rachel. Today's episode is all about multi-potentiality. I'm super excited to talk about this. It's something that kind of sparked a little bit of the beginning workings of this podcast. Um... And something that's really become an obsession of mine lately, which if you know me, that means I've been reading books, watching videos, journaling, sending links to everyone. I'm on TikTok about it. I'm on YouTube about it. I'm on TED Talk about it. So I definitely feel well-versed in the subject and I'm excited to just chat about it because I really could talk about it for a while. Okay, so let's just get into it. Multi-potentiality, aka multiple potentials. So if you are a multi-potentialite, you are someone with many interests and creative pursuits. So for the sake of the rest of this podcast, I think it goes without saying that I highly identify one of my little categories, one of my little hats, or the term, I guess, kind of encompasses having all these hats, wearing all these hats, I highly identify as a multi-potentialite. And when I first saw this word, it was on my favorite social media app, TikTok, which I'm obsessed with. And the I'm going to be in the show notes linking lots for this episode, so don't worry. So the first video I saw was from this guy. His name is Jake from The Creative Hackers. He opened up my mind in such a way that I am such a fan now. Shout out to my boy Jake. Because although he is not the one who coined the term multi-potentialites, it's the first place I found the term used so I will give him a huge shout out so his whole thing is that he has a lot of knowledge about this topic so he sort of posts videos about this concept but let's give a credit to the person who coined the term they are Emily Wapnick is their name they wrote a book called how to be everything i'm still reading it because i'm a slow reader because i end up just kind of copying half the book down into my notebooks usually if it's a book like this that i'm obsessed with but The term refers to the ability and reference of a person, particularly one of strong intellectual or artistic curiosity, to excel in two or more different fields. Uh, So the, basically they have multiple talents and skills and they are the opposite of a specialist. A specialist is someone who specializes in one area. So for instance, If you're a doctor and you're a cardiologist versus being a podiatrist versus a dentist versus a 
gynecologists. These are all specialties. So those people are specialists. This is the opposite. This is a person who has many interests and creative pursuits. A related term could be a Jane of all trades, a Renaissance person, a generalist, also heavily referred to as multi-hyphenites. So I like, and the shorthand is multipods. Multipods, multipotentially is something that I really like because of how positive the word feels. It's basically, we're going to, in this episode, get really into the gifts and the curses of it. But there isn't a curse to it, is the whole thesis. So if you turn the podcast off here, if you take away one thing from it, uh, you should be embracing your lots of different passions. Because the goal is to build a sustainable life around all of your passions. It is rarely a waste of time to pursue something that you're drawn to even if you end up quitting, to quote Emily Wapnick, because there's the idea of transferable skills. So something that you took from your last job might be more relevant in your next job, and it wasn't a waste of time to be you know, honing that craft, honing that skill because it's a it's a form of adaptability that we'll be discussing in a minute um, that is actually a super strength, especially in our society right now where, I mean, the economy is changing rapidly. We are all pivoting left and right. There are less and less specialists, it feels like, and maybe that's just me now becoming super deep divey into this subject, but when I've been talking to people about possibly interviewing them for this podcast or about the concept of multi-potentiality, a lot of people resonate with it. So I don't know, maybe our society is sort of embracing the multi-potentialites more and more because this is from a 2015 TED talk so there is a good chance that you're like yes I know all about this but I the term only came into my radar within the past few months and it really has given me a lot of hope and inspiration instead of that guilt and anxiety and shame that I sort of referred to in the teaser Um, surrounding having many interests and wearing many hats. Um, And we're even going to get into the three unique superpowers that multi-potentialites all possess. So I feel like it's just a really positive framework and a really nice way to reframe your mindset sort of surrounding all these many interests. Because the takeaways that I'm garnering are it's not a limitation or anything that you need to overcome okay so I will be linking there is a quiz that you can take online Emily has a website called putty like their community over at putty like is for all those who identify as 
multi-potentialites and there's a quiz are you a multi-potentialite that I'll link so if you're sort of like oh I don't know if this is resonating or not um it probably is you for a reason you probably are a multi-potentialite but you could take a quiz and there's even two different styles that they refer to um being a simultaneous style or a sequential style and I personally scored as the simultaneous style which is a person who's at their best when they have many simultaneous projects and passions in their lives. And a simultaneous multi-potentialite is energized when you are frequently switching between the diverse range of topics um, and you have your hand in several projects at any point and you have many different skill sets. So, yeah, that rings pretty true for me. So, let's say that You've paused this, you've taken the quiz, you now identify as a multipotentialite. The three superpowers that we as multipotentialites possess are number one, idea synthesis, number two, rapid learning, and number three, the adaptability. And we multipods are in very good company. Some famous multipotentialites are... David Bowie, Patti Smith, Beatrix Potter, Maya Angelou, Ben Franklin, Galileo, Leonardo da Vinci, Steve Jobs, all sorts of different people that have had interdisciplinary success. So my boy Jake from Creative Hackers says that multipotentialites tend to struggle with three main areas. Work, productivity, and self-esteem, which I would 100% agree with. He says that we want to do everything, but we get overwhelmed by the paradox of choice. And our divergent thinking brains generate lots and lots of ideas, so many that we get overwhelmed and we struggle to make decisions, so then we get stuck and then we procrastinate and the self-esteem that we have is directly linked to our productivity so if we're not being productive we start getting hard on ourselves and we lose confidence in ourselves because we feel lost and then that reinforces the feelings of not having any identity uh, which the last episode was you know a lot about or purpose so we can get stuck in these little thought loops and it taps into our deepest fears of living a life of unfulfilled potential so we feel anxious, we feel like time's running out, we feel judged, we feel a lot of shame around this. But the good news is now that I'm familiar with the term, I've been studying a lot, and these areas that we might struggle with, work, productivity, our mental health, there are things that we could do to reframe this. So our work, we need to find something that is fulfilling to us so how do we get our variety of needs met and also meet our financial goals so this is why so many people these days I think are entrepreneurs because you can work in as many different areas as you want as an entrepreneur at the same time because for me I'll speak from firsthand experience I'm a small shop owner so I sell vintage clothing mostly for 
women and for kids. I sell books. I sell metaphysical books, rare books. I sell all kinds of stuff. So I'm sourcing. I'm buying. Taking the photos of the products. Product photography. I'm marketing. I'm copywriting. I'm typing up what the product is, product descriptions. I'm doing the e-commerce platform on Etsy and on my Squarespace. So I'm also doing web development, web design. I'm writing content for my blog. So I'm a writer on that site. I'm the creative director of that project. My brand is called Bratty Official for those who are not familiar. So brattyofficial.com, Braddy Official on Etsy. So with Braddy, I have found a way to combine a lot of my different skills into one focused, cohesive vision, which looking back on at times, I've been pretty confused about that because it was a strong pivot from what I had been previously doing, which was playing music, touring, songwriting. And if I'm being honest, I have had a lot of feelings of shame with such a strong pivot because you do feel like you're starting over, you're now a beginner in a new field, and other people have a leg up on you. But if we're going to go back to the superpowers, our rapid learning is a huge skill that us as multipotentialites possess along with the adaptability. So the idea of transferable skills, there are a lot of things that I have brought to Braddy that I did learn from my previous work because they are both creative pursuits and you have to do a lot of, you know, visual things that are artistic and creative, but you also have to do, there's a business side to it and it reminds me of going to college and having to declare a major which is definitely an external pressure to find that niche, do that one true calling, that singular focus, that specialist side of the spectrum. It's definitely there from an early age. Emily Wapnick is always saying it starts as early as the question, what do you want to be when you grow up, which were asked as young as three years old. And then it really does keep going throughout life with having to declare a major for college when you're only 16, 17 maybe. It, it's overwhelming. I went to school for something that now that I have the hindsight to look back on, I have had that multi-potentiality there all along. So my major was music industry. So... I definitely thought that I would be a musician when I grew up. That was definitely something I would answer. I'd love to be a rock star for sure. So I went to school for music industry, but within my major, there was three different concentrations, a business track, a technology track, and a pre-law track. So there was this sort of underlying need freshman year to decide, are you going to be an audio engineer? Are you going to be a tour manager? Are you going to be a 
an entertainment lawyer? Are you on the business track, the technology track, or the pre-law track? So I chose the business track and looking back, that definitely makes sense because I, at that point, wanted to be an artist, a musician. I wanted to be in a band. And all three of those tracks were important. All three of those specialties, concentrations within the major were relevant and would be necessary for the future that I was envisioning. But I can distinctly remember having feelings of envy to my fellow classmates who were like, duh, I'm on the technology track. I want to be a producer. And spend every single hour they could on the weekends at night in the labs working on Pro Tools, on Logic, on all these programs, just developing a tangible and highly specific skill set that employers wanted and needed and that can keep you in a very lucrative position in the music industry for a long time coming and you don't have to pivot and you don't have to do a new job and you don't have to be an entrepreneur and also a musician and also try to be writing and also try to do a podcast and also you know what I'm saying like I was jealous of those people back then and now I still am jealous of those people now, but I'm realizing that it's the comparison is the thief of joy. You cannot compare yourself to a specialist if you are a generalist. So that's a really good, you know, way to rethink it. And ironically, in college, I studied more than one thing. I was a music industry major with a double minor in business and film and video production. So a Jane of all trades, even at a young age, I guess I just didn't really have the vocabulary at that point to really say I'm a Renaissance person and you're going to see me in many different fields throughout my lifetime. So also the term Renaissance man, Renaissance woman, Renaissance person originated because in the Renaissance times, that was the ideal. A person who was really good at a lot of different things uh, was the pinnacle of success in the Renaissance era. So that's another positive way of looking at your multipotentiality. I think it comes down to the inner dialogue that we are having with ourselves and we need to just reject the notion that we all have one true calling destiny can be reframed as the evolving journey it's not a final destination that you're going to reach and feel better once you find your one true calling if you're a person who has many different creative pursuits skills interests passions etc. You need to feature the things that make you unique. Believe in your right to be who you are. Seek out a supportive community 
and create a personal productivity system. So this can look like choosing what to focus on, finding the time, knowing when to quit, and getting yourself to do the work. It's also important to remember that growing up in a specialist-centric culture, which our capitalistic society is definitely trying to get us all to be in these little boxes and staying in these little boxes, it can take a toll on your self-esteem and your mental health if you're a multi-potentialite trying to navigate a specialist-centric environment. So what this can look like in a redirect would be to find that community, find the people that understand the many desires and don't view it as frivolous or distracting. They relate to your boredom and they relate to your cravings and your desires and your divergent thought patterns and they're gonna only be motivating and inspiring you and not feeding into the inner critic that you probably have and that you're trying to hopefully rid yourself of. So multi-potentialites have their own specific needs. There's the spiritual, the neurochemical, the creative, and the analytical. The spiritual is all about helping others, making those connections, acting authentically. The neurochemical is about the dopamine, the serotonin, and the oxytocin, which is called the happiness trifecta. And we actually get this from helping other people, being creative, and following our curiosities. The creative component is how we express ourselves and are processing our emotions, articulating our thoughts, and downloading our thinking. Because ideally, we need to be processing emotions daily. There's a lot of them. And we got to do these brain dumps. In the artist's way, it's referred to as morning pages. It's free writing, creative brainstorming, getting thoughts and emotions out from inside of you and onto a page, processing them, talking to your friends, calling people. We need to express ourselves. Our brains are going 100 miles per hour, and if we don't clear out our thinking, it can get really clunky. The analytical component is all about the pattern recognition, solving problems, which can lead to financial stability and independence. We thrive on learning, exploring, and mastering new skills. So solving problems and staying curious are really important needs to us multi-potentialites. The question is, what would your life be like if you gave yourself permission to be everything you wanted to be? The book, How to Be Everything, has been a huge resource. I'll link it. It's by Emily Wapnick. Her website is puttylike.com. The book starts with a quote by Maggie Nelson that says, Artistry trumps mastery. And I was born on September 15th, which is the day of mastery. And I definitely identify as an artist. So I think a lot of my inner tension is balancing that 
artistry and mastery. And I think reframing the notion of being a Jane of all trades, a master of none, it does feel like you're so afraid of an unfulfilled, purposeless life that you are obsessed with mastering one unique thing so that you can be known as the best in a field. It's such a toxic way of thinking. And the artistry is where the magic is, the magic of multipotentiality to come full circle with the whole thing. It's pretty cool. The more I learn about myself, the more I can have fun with this kind of thinking and this kind of way of viewing how my brain is working. So congratulations if you also identify as a multi-potentialite. I hope you found something useful in this episode. Like I said, I'll link anybody that I mentioned and Emily's book and some websites. So yes. Thank you for being here today. I hope that you will join me next week as I explore a different version of myself and get in touch with all these different me's and you connect with all these different you's. And yes, cool. I hope that you liked today's episode. Please rate, review, subscribe. Follow me on Instagram at the many versions of you, at Principessa Pouty, at Braddy Official, BraddyOfficial.com, Braddy Official on Etsy, Pouty on Spotify, on YouTube, find my old projects, whatever. Follow along. Thank you for being here. Bye.